Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I want to talk today on what I've called regaining hope. And um, I want to start with a quote from Billy Graham. He said, God's mercy and grace give me hope for myself and for our world. And most of us would know if we look around us, around the world, if you watch any sort of media or listen to any sort of media, you'll know that they love, in fact, their whole income stream is built around disasters and catastrophes. And every now and then they throw in a good story about a cat being rescued out of a tree. Uh, But it's the most pitiful story you've ever seen. And the rest is all disasters, doom and gloom, and how bad Trump is and everything else that's going on in the world. And so we often have to filter our lives to maintain our hope. And in today's day and age, it's harder than ever. And so being wise about what we listen to, what we look, what we take in, what we believe is very, very important. And we have to maintain, as believers, we have to maintain our hope ultimately in Jesus Christ. Because it will probably not get any easier. I don't know if you've watched any futuristic shows. We watched one the other night set in 20, 30 years' time. And, you know, there's life on, uh, you know, started colonising Mars and different planets and things like that. Whether that ever happens, I don't know. But life gets really weird the more into the future the movies predict and, uh, and more sanitised and controlled. And, and so we don't know what's coming, do we? But the one thing we do know is Jesus Christ reigns. And he always has and he always will. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks or believes or says or what laws are brought in, Jesus Christ reigns. And so we have the ultimate hope as believers and we have this little ray of sunshine. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life, you can always look to Jesus. There's often times in life where storms come. Um, the Bible calls it in Proverbs thirteen 12, I'm going to read from there. And it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Many of us have probably been through times where we've had hope continually deferred, delayed, and uh, different things come our way, different storms, different trials, suffering, and we have to really walk through some dark stuff. When we go through that stuff, it's at those times when we really discover our relationship with Christ. How do we walk through hardships with Him? Oftentimes with other people, if we're walking through hardships, maybe we distance ourselves or maybe we get closer to other people. All of us react differently. But how do we react with Jesus when we're alone? How do we react with Jesus when we're suffering under trials? This is an important question to ask because sometimes we can have our hope deferred so much that we give up. I want to say to you today, never give up on Jesus because He never gives up on you. He's always chasing you down as we sung this morning. He's always looking out for you. He's Even if we don't recognise Him, He's recognising us. And He's going after us and He's putting things in our way that will remind us of His goodness. 
And every now and then, even if we try and run away from Him, He'll annoyingly catch up to us and put one of those people who just keeps reminding us of God's love. And they might be praying for us, or they might just give us that word of encouragement. Or maybe when we put our head on our pillow, we just remember His goodness. I want to say to you today, don't give up on Christ because He hasn't given up on you. He is the only hope of our world. He is the only truth that we have. There's so many opinions in life, isn't there? I mean, sometimes you don't know what to believe because there's so many differing opinions. And, you know, I mean, climate change is one of those that I find myself swinging. I'm I'm going like this all the time, you know, Greta or not or what, you know. It's crazy out there, isn't it? But Jesus Christ is beyond any of that stuff. He's beyond any of man's opinions. He's beyond anything because He is eternal. And one day this earth will disappear. It's not going to last forever. And we will meet Jesus. And He will judge us. And it's one of those times that in our lives that we will not be able to escape. In many other areas in our life we can escape. But that's the time we're not going to be able to escape because we'll meet our maker face to face. And we want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And if you don't lose hope, if you hang on to your faith, then he will hang on to you. I want to read from Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. I'm going to read from the New Living Version, which I think we've put up there. And it says, Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. God promised something to Abraham almost a generation earlier. And he promised him and Abraham, in another version, NIV, it says, in hope against hope. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. But maybe hope is so distant from you that it's disappeared. It's just disappeared. You've forgotten what it is to hope. You've forgotten how good it is to even have that joy, that faith, that love, that presence. And it's so far away. I want to tell you it's only a moment away. It's only one moment away. All we have to do is flick on our spirit in faith and believe again. And I believe that word is for some of you today. Believe again. Believe again in His goodness because He hasn't given up on you. And just like Abraham in hope against hope or even when there was no reason for hope, he chose to believe. He couldn't see anything going on around him. He couldn't see that there was a a baby coming or a whole line of descendants coming. He couldn't even see how it was earthly possible, but he didn't give up. I want to say to you today, whatever you're walking through, don't give up. Don't lose hope because Jesus Christ is the same as He was when you were first born again. He's the same as you were when you were first filled with His Spirit or you first heard some good news or had a joyful experience in your life. He's exactly the same today as that experience back then. All we have to do is recognise in our spirit by faith and step into sometimes things that we're not even seeing around us. Maybe you have to step into the opposite situation that's going on right now in your life. You have to turn 180 degrees. That's what the word repentance means, is to turn around 180 degrees. 
and we repent from the, the way we've been going and we turn around and we go, all right, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe despite what I'm seeing. I'm going to believe despite what even I'm believing. I'm going to believe in Jesus despite the feelings I'm having, the thoughts I'm having, the confusion, the depression, the sleeplessness, the whatever else is going on, the heart palpitations, all that stuff. We've had all that stuff too. But, you know, we've never lost hope. We've never lost hope. And like many of you who have stood through incredible trials, you've never lost hope. And you would be a testimony of His goodness. And if anyone needs a testimony of goodness, just tap someone on your shoulder. There's bound to be within arm's reach someone who's stood through some pretty tough stuff and they're still walking. They're still walking with Jesus. Joel Osteen says, and now Joel Osteen's a pastor who's known for preaching on hope and he gets a lot of criticism for smiling too much and wearing fancy suits. And he says this, notice I took mine off this morning just so I couldn't get criticised. I don't know what can be so dangerous about giving people hope. It's interesting in today's day and age, it doesn't matter what you say or how you say it or how you look, you're going to get criticised. But if you don't give up on hope and if you don't give up on Jesus, then it's a surefire way to stand strong. Everything else is sinking sand. Everything else, it doesn't matter what it is. And as, as much as we love things like health and wellness and, and, and family and all of these things, all of these things fall short of the glory of God. He is the ultimate. Jesus is the ultimate. And at this time of year, so often we, we recognise presence and we recognise baby Jesus and all of these things are so good. But the greatest message of all is that Jesus came so that you and I could be connected to the Father. We could have a relationship with God personally because before Jesus came, people on earth couldn't have that personal relationship. They needed prophets. They needed priests. They needed intermediaries to stand in the gap to connect them to the Father. But we don't have to anymore. We have a personal relationship through Jesus Christ to the Father. And we can have an intimacy with Him that is very unique. It's unique to you. It's unique to Him. And He will speak to you. He will walk with you. He'll talk with you even in the dark situations. I want to finish with this in Romans chapter 15, 13. And it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope. By the power of the Spirit. There's two lines I want to bring out there to summarize this. And that is, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So let's put a full stop there. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? But then almost in brackets, it says, as you trust in Him. It's one of those passages that when we go after God, we find Him. If we don't go after Him, He leaves us to our own devices. He still loves us. His grace still covers us. He'll still protect us. But maybe we won't be filled with hope and joy and peace. Why? Because we don't have an intimacy with Him. So that little five words there, as you trust in Him, is our practical participation in the relationship. It's that point where God says, if you want me, come and find me. 
And so we have to take notice of these things in Scripture sometimes because sometimes as believers, as we all can, we get blasé and we think, well, God's graceful, He's loving, He'll always look after us despite everything, despite whether I try or not, and He will always love us, there's nothing. But maybe we won't always be flowing with hope and peace. Hope and peace come when we trust in Him and we go after Him. And then it says, so that you may overflow with hope. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm not overflowing with hope. And so let's read that last bit, six words. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you and I can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. We need God's presence. We need His power. We need His inspiration. When those thoughts come, when negativity comes, when, when we don't feel like it, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to engage with us, to walk with us, to talk with us and to fill us with hope. Because if, if you've ever felt hopeless, the last thing you feel like doing is praying. The last thing you feel like doing is walking around your lounge room singing worship songs. Would, would that be true? Just, just give me a nod. That's all I need. Because we are flesh and blood as well as spirit. And our flesh and blood wars against our spirit. And if you've ever had that war going on, often flesh and blood wins. I want to encourage you today, today to engage your spirit in hope. Because it will override whatever your body's feeling and it will take you to a place where you can't naturally go. And that's the supernatural relationship we have with this invisible, mysterious God who will never fully know, but we know enough to know that we need Him. And so if you want to overflow with hope today, I want to encourage you, be filled with the Spirit. What does that look like? It looks different for everyone. It might look like time with Him separated, driving in your car or worshipping. It might look like your devotions. It might look like worshipping here today. It might be praying with other believers. Whatever it looks like for you, be filled with the Spirit, even in this season, and then you may overflow with hope. It's always a good time of year coming into a new year. We've got 2020 coming up. I mean, it sounds old, doesn't it? It sounds futuristic, 2020. And... Uh, but it's an amazing time of year to recalibrate. It's an amazing time of year to have a look at 2019 and say, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong in 2019? Because I don't want to do that again in 2020. And if we are self-aware enough, we can allow the Lord to recalibrate things so that what happened in 2019 doesn't happen again. But it takes self-awareness. If we're not willing to be self-aware, we will just have the same year just like we did this year. If we're willing to be self-aware and say, what is my position? What has my relationship with Jesus been like? What has my behaviour been like? What has my beliefs been like? What is my understanding and what have I been feeding myself with? Because if you feed yourself with the same things, you're going to get the same result in 2020. And we want different things, don't we? We want more of Him. We want good things. We want fruitfulness and joy and hope and all of these things. But this is only possible if we'll have a look at ourselves. No point looking at anyone else. It's a perfect time of year. Maybe you've got time off and you've, you've got some, you know, some time to think. And we we're talking about this yesterday. 
uh, Karen and I, and just talking about just writing some fresh stuff down and just rethinking some things. And it's a perfect season to do that. And I want to encourage you that you won't have hope in 2020 unless A, you trust in Him, B, you are filled with Him. These are two criteria for hope. And if you want hope, get these things in your life. I know it sounds simple, but it takes some time and it takes some focus. But it it all starts in our hearts. So I want us to stand today and we're just going to begin by trusting in Him. We're going to begin by being filled with the Spirit because these two things I think are very powerful things. And the world needs hope. Our world needs you. And it needs you filled with hope, overflowing with hope, so that the people you around contagiously get caught with hope that is in you and in me. We don't want hopelessness. And if you're as confused as I am with half of the issues of the world, then we need hope more than ever. And Jesus Christ is our message, not some of these other things. Sometimes we get so caught up on some of these other things and it's good to know about some of this stuff. But Jesus Christ is our message. He is our message. So let's lift our hands and pray today. Lord, we thank you that we can trust in you beyond any other thing that's going on in this world, that you are our hope. You are our destiny. You are our truth and our life and our power. And Lord, I pray over us today that the God of hope would fill us with all joy and peace. And Lord, we lay down areas where we haven't trusted you and we re-trust you today. We step into faith where we've been faithless. We give over our own pride and our own arrogance and all of those things that have distracted us from you today. And we recalibrate our hearts to you, Jesus, and we trust you. We trust you. And Lord, we ask that your overflowing hope would begin to fill us by the power of your Spirit. And just begin to receive that by faith. You may feel something, you may not. That's not the criteria. The issue is you and me and our faith. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. You are the presence of Jesus. You are the presence of God. You are the presence of the one that we need in our lives right now today. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and fill us, refresh us, Reignite that love and that hope in our hearts. And we thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth, for connecting us to our Father. And Lord, we just give you this time. We give you our lives afresh. If you need to recalibrate, now's a perfect time. If you don't know Jesus, now's a perfect time to say, I need to know you, Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. Come and be, live in my life because I, I want this hope. I want this hope in my life. It's all you have to do. You do it just now, right now as we're standing here. Or if you need to reconnect with Him in a way that you haven't before or maybe you haven't for a while, then do it now. Don't delay. The God of hope wants to fill you with joy and peace and love. And He wants you overflowing with hope, not in deficit, always struggling. He wants you overflowing. So Holy Spirit, we just say overflow onto us today. Overflow into us today. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your truth and for Your life And we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name.